So welcome to the bonus round. We're back with Jamie Stegmeyer from Stonemeyer Games, and we're going to be talking about some of his favorite game mechanisms in some of my favorite games. So Jamie, appreciate you sticking around and, and going through this. Yeah, yeah. And so let's just hop right in. Um, game number one, Dead of Winter. I love Dead of Winter. I love the the constantly feeling like my best friend is out to get me. He's gonna he's gonna betray me any time now. And then at the end of the game, no one was even the betrayer. And so all my paranoia was just a, a waste. Uh, you know, I love zombie games in general. But so tell me what favorite mechanism in Dead of Winter. So it's pretty much what you just said. What I love about Dead of Winter is that it is essentially what The Walking Dead did to the zombie genre, which is that the, the things that you're really the most paranoid about aren't the zombies, but they're your fellow survivors, your fellow humans. And Dead of Winter does that so well by giving players those individual goals in addition to the group goals. Because it makes everyone feel like a traitor, even though no one might be that traitor. Because they're constantly like watching your back for these other players who are doing something in their own self-interest while trying to balance that with the group survival. Yeah, I don't know of any well, game that provides the the feeling of the human condition, so to speak, mm, better than yeah. that game does. Um, yeah. I haven't played the new one with the new um, expansions and the Rexon and all the different bandits and all. I haven't played that one yet, but I just assume yeah. it's it's kind of more of that feeling, more of the same with some different choices. Right. Um, next game. This is a game I am really loving right now. I think you actually did a video on this one, Time Stories. I love yeah. this game. I can only play it yeah. once or twice, but I don't care. I love it. <laughs> time Stories is in my top ten games. I, I love Time Stories. Um, I'm curious to see the thing that you love about it. The thing that I love the most is the rule. I'm not even positive that it's a rule, but I'm pretty sure it is that when – in Time Stories, you know, you're lifting up these cards that have art on them that everyone can see. You pick one of those cards, or maybe other players pick up that card, but a certain number, pick up that card, read it, look at the art on the back, and then put it back down, and then explain what happened to other players. And that simulates the idea that everyone has just, like, entered an environment and actually, like, walked around to different parts and then come back together and said, hey, what did you guys see? Like, what did you do? Instead of actually just reading the card out loud to all players. Because it that's a real that's another human element of it that you might remember some things some things might stand out to you that don't stand out to other players. I love that. What about you? What's your favorite thing about yeah, time stories? Well, I mean, I love I love story in general. Yeah. Like a lot of these games that are on my favorites list are very story not necessarily story driven. Yeah. But the game creates a story or the game is a story in some way. And time stories, yeah. I mean, I don't know of any game that's more of a story than that one. And I. Yeah. What I love about it, as opposed to like reading a book or something, is I am in the story. I am actively engaging people. I am making yeah. decisions that will uh, change certain things or lead to different areas or different paths. But I love what you're saying because not only am I in the story and engaging the story, I am also a storyteller. I am yeah. I am part of the game. Like you're you're almost like right there hand in hand with the designer. You know, it's not just him telling you the game. It's like him right. telling you the game and then you kind of being able to tell it as well in your own words. And so, yeah, that's what I love about that. Um, I finished, I did the uh, the fantasy one, the medieval one. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, back that's in September. Favorite. Oh, it's so good. So you good. Like yeah. And I love, I love at the end, no matter which um, one you do, because there's always places that you left unturned. And right, so, like, you're right. finishing them, you're like, oh, what did we miss? And you're, like, going into, going through the cards right. and trying to figure out all these different things. And it's always like, oh, I wish we had done that. I wish we had checked that out or seen that. Um, and so having a game yeah. with that much depth that, that you want to go back and, and figure out oh, what could we have done it this way or done it more efficiently and all that. Um, right. It's a lot of fun. I'm actually yeah. looking forward to playing it again, you know, scenarios I've already played yeah. with people who haven't played and just kind of yeah. watching them. 
you know. Yeah, letting them lead a little bit. Yeah, yeah. being a, an observer and like especially those moments that were uh, really fun for me, like watching their reactions in those moments of epiphany. Oh, yeah. You're like, oh, this is what it is. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to, to try that out as well. So, I mean, it has more replayability uh, from that standpoint, even oh, if yeah. you – even if you can only experience it one time, uh, but yeah. I don't even care. I'll pay whatever. I'll pay for the net. You know, the new expansion um, just came out. The new one, I think, is it out? The expedition, the one down. Yeah, I, I think it's out. Anyway, close. It was supposed to come. I I I checked like a couple of days ago, and I think at least in the U.S. it doesn't come out until January. Oh, okay. So almost. Yeah. yeah so by the time uh, people are listening to this, it should be almost out. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but cool. That next one. Again, this is another kind of story one. Eldritch Horror. Uh, you know, this yeah. one, the story very much emerges, you know, it right. kind of give you some story elements and some flavor text and all that, but the story emerges as you travel around. I love that. What, what do you think about that one? My favorite element of Eldritch, um, there's a lot going on, but my favorite thing is uh, the idea that the different locations have different storylines specific to those locations, which really adds to that story. Rather than like at any location you draw from the same deck of cards, you're drawing from a stack of cards and looking at a specific place on that card that's specific to that like mountain location or underground location. I really like how that added to the theme in the story. Right, and the replayability. You can play that game oh, the yeah. same, in theory the same, same character, same bad yeah. guy, whatever, and it's going to play out a million different ways. Uh, yeah. Yeah, which is really great. And I love how you can kind of get in, you get into it. Well, I was in the Amazon and then this happened and you were over there right. looking at the pyramids and this happened. And <laughs> it has a very epic feel, a very blockbuster yeah. feel to it. Um, which, which I love, yeah. you know, just kind of sitting back after uh, a game and going, that was kind of cool. like, you, you can make that into a movie. That could have been a cool little movie. Uh, right. I wish we hadn't died at the end, but other than that, you know, or whatever it is. Uh, right. definitely. So the next one, we're going to change the pace a little bit. Lahav. Yeah. What do you think about Lahav? Yeah, the last two are Euro games. Yeah, La- I wanted Lahav. to kind of get your, your opinion on some different types of games. So Lahav, I've only played Lahav once, and it's been a while. And you can, so maybe you can help me out with this. But the thing I remember really liking was, uh, I think it's related to how the ter- uh, each round begins with a boat in a different place. Mm-hmm. Does it change like the resources that are available or the, the value of them? What's that boat mechanism? Yeah, so the... The boat determines player order, and then the boats okay. are like jumping over each other. Yeah. And where you land is going to determine kind of what's available to you resource okay. wise. I really remember liking that mm-hmm. part of it. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, what I about love, you? What's your part? Yeah. I love how that game speeds up. Like mm. the game ends so mm. much faster than it starts. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of games will kind of start good, they'll be okay in the middle, and they'll kind of flop at the end. You know, yeah. at the end, you're really just like counting victory points or counting down turns to see who's going to win. But with Lahav, right. it speeds yeah. up like crazy, like an exponential rate. And then, yeah. you know, you got all these, you start off and I've got like one resource. And at the right. end, I've got like 20 resources and I'm turning them into this <laughs> and this and that. And I'm like wheeling and right. dealing. And I feel like the game ends before the fun stops. You know what I mean? Like mm. it ends at such a good good place. Yeah. Like it ends and you're like, man, I, I, I could have kept going. I could have, you know, right. it would have been fun if it kept going, but it didn't. It stopped right uh, in the middle of the right. fun. And all that really does is make you want to play again. You know, yeah. you're kind of like, oh, let's, let's give it another shot. Let's try again. And so I love that aspect of it. And there's there's a lot of games that do that, but I feel like Lahab does that in a really, really cool way. Yeah, I agree. That's a great point. And then let's go a old school. This is one that yeah. gets, uh, it's got a cult following. If you want to buy it, it's like a hundred bucks <laughs> on eBay right now. But Pillars of the Earth, what do you think about that one? So Pillars was a tough one. I had to go back and look at my video on it because uh, I didn't like it as much as I thought I would. Um, and so the, the thing that I said in the video, which is really a stretch, 
this isn't even fair, but the thing that I appreciated about Pillars is that it uh, put some some important information on the board, like graphic design information that helped. The thing that I mentioned specifically was uh, where players start, I think, on the, I think it's on the victory point track. It's just a small, like, little icon where they show different, where players start. But I really like that I didn't have to refer to the rule book every time I played it to get that information. That's a cop-out answer, I know, because I wasn't, I couldn't, I wasn't a huge fan of it. But what about you? What, what's your favorite thing? No, man, it? I think the answer's fine. I mean, that speaks <laughs> to, I think the greatness in that game is in the subtleties. It's in the nuance. So, yeah. It's not yeah. a big, like, Twilight Imperium kind of thing. You're like, all these right. different things. No, I think the very uh, simplistic nature of it is one of the things that makes it so good. Uh, the board yeah. also is just beautiful. I mean, the way the graphic design yeah. and the art and the functionality of that of the board yeah. is is perfect. I don't think it could be any better. And that's that's a game yeah. that, you know as a designer sure. we can learn a lot from is how to make yeah. a good board that not only looks really good but works really well. Because a lot of worker right. placement games they'll have a really pretty board, but then they have these big ugly places to put your workers that take right. away from it. Or yeah. opposite, they'll have a, a beautiful board and you can't even tell where to put your workers. Like well, where do, where where do I put this person? You know, and you're looking around trying to find yeah. it. And so I think I think those are like runs right there in the middle of just perfection in yeah. design and functionality. Um, totally. But I also love this idea that you can take a whole bunch of workers and put them uh-huh. somewhere. You know, because yeah. normally it's like I have my one guy, I put him over here, I put right. my one other guy over here. In Pillars, right. it's like I have these nine people, I'm going to put them here. <laughs> I'm going to put four people over there. And so you right. feel kind of more yeah. like this big boss of like this like yeah. little company that you have. You've got all these employees, right? All right, I'm going to send 10 people to the wood uh, to cut lumber to make, uh, to get some wood resources. I'm going to send three people to make wool or whatever it is to get money. And, and you just kind of feel, you, you feel more important, I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, instead of having like a little measly four people, uh, you've got like 20 people and you're going to send them all over. I don't know. It just gives me a cool, a cool feeling with that. So I love that part. I like that, yeah. And then the bonus of the bonus round, let's talk about Scythe. What is your favorite aspect of the game that you created? Well, what, I, the, the thing that stood out to me a little bit when, we were, when I was thinking about this was something that is unique from other games, which is that, and it's really a minor thing. It, it, at some points in the design process, it was a bigger thing. It ended up being not that big of a deal. But the resources that you control are kept on the board. Yeah. So they are a spatial element. They are up for grabs. If you if you accumulate too many resources, someone else can move in there and take them from you. Um, and I, I kind of just like that element, that instead of having them off to the side, all the action is on that board. Everything that you're doing is on the board, including those resources. I remember reading the rules for the first time and running into that section about that rule, and I thought, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, this, okay. Now this, because already in my head, I'm thinking people are going to steal my resources. I'm going to go steal somebody else's resources, and it changed. It changes things. It changes strategies yeah. in a lot of ways, and it was such a simple thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's such a simple thing that totally can change strategy. And I love that. I love that when a, when a game doesn't have to get complicated to make right. players have all of a sudden very very different choices to make and different decisions. Um, yeah. I love I love the the player board. I mean yeah. the the taking cubes off one place to make one thing cheaper and one thing better. I yeah. love it. Uh, we were talking earlier. I don't think any other game's ever done it. It's incredibly innovative. I was actually trying to steal the idea uh, last <laughs> week. I, I was working on a game. I was like, how can I steal that system from Scythe? And I couldn't even figure out how to do it. Uh, and so, I anyway. hope people steal it. I, yeah. Because I, I, like, I, th- I like that system too. I would love to see it in other games. Right. And, and so I was yeah. trying to figure out for my own game, how can I like change this system and make it different and – Man, yeah. it's just it's just so good, and uh, so well done, well done on creating that game. And I'm really looking forward to forward to Charterstone. Uh, I love the whole legacy 
oh, yeah. concept, the whole idea. Um, I'm really looking forward to, to getting a crack at Seafall whenever I can yeah. get, get uh, a copy of that. And, you know, it's gotten kind of mixed reviews, but I don't care. I just want to, I want to check it out. Uh, cause First I love the story. Fun. I love yeah. the changing things. And so, uh, um, oh, yeah. Charterstone, I'm, just from what I've heard you talk about in interviews and seen online, I'm really excited for that one. What's the what's the date on that? You got a date yet for Kickstarter? 2017. 2017. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Sometime <laughs> in the next 12 months, yeah. uh, we'll check out Charterstone. That's awesome. Well, congratulations on all your success, and I really appreciate everything you've added to the game, gaming industry, the game hobby. You're, you're helping a lot of people, more people than you realize, uh, are being helped by your blog and by you know the stuff that you put out on a consistent basis. I'm one of them, so I really appreciate everything you've done, and thanks for coming on the show, man. My pleasure. I, I look forward to subscribing to your podcast once it goes live. Excellent. Yeah, that should be here uh, pretty soon as of the recording of this. Um, I got a few more to record, and then we'll launch it and have some fun. Awesome. Well, cool. Great. Well, Jamie, have a good okay. one, man, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Sounds great. Take right. care. See you, man. Have a good one.